you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode 35 of the Bossy Bitch podcast. Today I am speaking to Vanessa and I don't know how to say your last name. Garrity. <laughs> I feel like I do this a lot. I'm like, uh, I'm too scared. Probably things that I should clear up before I jump on a podcast and start recording, but you know, unscripted and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa uh, is, you're going to pick up you know, I said to her beforehand, well, normally my podcast is uh, uncovering success stories of women in the remote corners of Australia. And this, and you are a woman in Australia, but you're originally from, I'm guessing, Ireland. <laughs> you didn't do your pre-work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Irish, Scottish, you know, they all sound the same. I'm from Dublin, Dublin in Ireland. <laughs> Oh, God, you can tell I'm in that mood today, can't you? <laughs> so do you even know me? <laughs> oh, my God. Let's pull this together. Vanessa, and you own Vivacity um, Marketing Company. <laughs> Digital marketing. What the fuck? <laughs> Vanessa, I'm going to stop talking and I want you Let to just do my own intro. My clients. <laughs> Go. Okay, so I'm going to stop laughing. So my name is Vanessa Garrity. So you can't even say it. I was going to say my name is Vanessa Vivacity because I'm laughing too much. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. (laughs) So um, my name is Vanessa Garrity. My business is Vivacity Marketing. And yeah, as Elsa said, I'm from Ireland. So all the way from Dublin. So um, yeah, I'm excited to be on your show today, Elsa. I'm excited to have you and like lots of people we've kind of known each other for a few years you know you silently stalk from afar yes, and yes. closer and closer and closer and um you know um I love everything that you're doing with your business I know that you've got a bit of a backstory which I want you to share with everybody so today I'm going to start with getting Vanessa to share her story about how her lovely Irish soul came to be in Australia and uh and then at the end a bit later on we'll get to the boring stuff where we talk about digital marketing and you know giving people amazing tips for their business and things like that but first we want the juice sure all right so I moved (laughs) to Perth from Ireland back in 2009 so it was around the time when the really bad recession was kicking in in Ireland and there wasn't a lot of work um happening in the marketing space um when that kind of GFC hit so I moved out here uh, on a one-way ticket I knew one person in Perth um but I'd been to Perth already um uh when I worked for Coca-Cola in New Zealand because I'd lived in New Zealand for five years before I moved to Australia I did the backdoor entry and became a New Zealand citizen (laughs) and then snuck into Ireland or snuck into Australia but um kind of prior to that I had I had backpacked in Australia back in my early 20s and I just fallen in love with Australia but I'd done the typical thing where you fly into Sydney you party in Sydney for seven months and then you go oh god I've only got like five months left on my visa and then I went traveling all up the coast down to the middle um you know through Uluru and all that but then I never made it over to the west coast so because so, it was just so big 
Yeah, you know, but I didn't realize how big Australia was like, oh my God, it takes me ages just to get to this thing with the map. So um, I didn't allow myself enough time to see the whole country, but I, you know, I saw most of it, three quarters of it. Um, so when I was sent out here in 2006 to work um, with Coca-Cola at the time, that was my first kind of foray into Perth. And I was like, oh my God, I love the beach lifestyle. I love how nobody seems to really work. They're just all at the beach. You know, <laughs> three o'clock in the day and there's people on the beach. And I was like, this is a great place to work and live. Um I, and by coincidence, my best friend from Ireland, Fanula, she lives, uh, it's a good Irish name. Um, she I'm about lives to in, say, that's a killer name. Can you please say it again? Fanula. Fanula. So, so it's spelled F-I-O-N-N-U-A-L-A. Fanula. So, it's an, it's an, so it's a Gaelic name, Fanula. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if she was on the show, that would be a fun time to pronounce that. <laughs> so she lives here. So, I look, <laughs> so luckily, I knew her here when I arrived. So she kind of put me up for a month and I was like, oh my God, like it's a big culture shock when you first arrive. So when I first moved to Perth, then I couldn't uh, get a job in marketing because all the interviews I was going for, they wanted somebody with Perth experience. So even though at that point I had like brands like Coca-Cola, Nestle, BP and Cadbury on my resume, which are pretty, you know, kind of memorable. And I was about to say, I've never heard of them. So, you know, I was kind of dropping those names and in interviews and they were like, obviously on my resume, but yeah, they were like, no, sorry, you don't really, yeah, nah, as I say, yeah, yeah, nah, you've got no birth experience. So then I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So then I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty good at talking. So I started applying for sales roles. So then I ended up getting a job at the Western Force rugby team. So that was uh, my first job here in Perth and it was pretty fun. You know, I was working on the sponsorships team. I was a single Irish girl and a rugby team. So you can imagine. Dreams do come true. They do come true. <laughs> And it was great working in sports. I'd never worked in sports before, so it was it was actually really good fun. So I did that for a couple of years. Then I went to like a finance role for a couple of years in sales as well, which really sucks the life out of me. I was quite bored at that point. So then I, I, I just, the whole time I kept just applying for marketing jobs. I was like, surely somebody eventually will like give me a break. So then I eventually got my first marketing job with a company called Mortgage Choice, where I was helping franchisees set up their mortgage broking franchise. So that was kind of my oh, first cool. f- foray into small business. Because I was like, oh, so you don't have like, you know, 10 million a year to spend marketing exactly how much are you working with here and they're like uh, a grand a month I'm like okay I can work with that <laughs> so I kind of had to apply my big corporate thinking marketing to small business and get quite creative but that was you know that was a great job I was flying all over the country then and then I felt pregnant um I was married at the time yeah felt pregnant at 40 there was no spring chicken and oh my um, gosh yeah, so because I never wanted to do the married or the babies thing, I was like totally a career woman and just wanted to travel and you know live the dream. But I, uh, I also can't believe you're that old. Yeah. <laughs> old in whose terms? <laughs> Age is just a number. <laughs> a compliment. I meant to say I was shocked because you look so great. You know. Oh, thanks. Yeah, there you go. You're digging, digging yourself out of that hole there. <laughs> shocked. Um, so no, yeah. So I had her at forty, and you know it was fine. Like I think everything works as, as it's supposed to in your life. You know, Absolutely. it is. A, it is an older age to have a child, but, you know, it was what it was. I was married to an Australian at the time. So then I kind of left corporate marketing then and they wanted me to go back and they wanted me to go back full time. But it was just too hard when I had like a new baby mm-hmm. and, you know, my, my child didn't really sleep much. And I was like this 40 year old, you know, thrust into motherhood after living this big corporate life. So it's quite a shock to the system. Like I think there was a bit of postnatal depression, all that going on. And, you know, not having your family here, that was really hard. And then I started oh, having massive. Oh, having massive. massive in itself. Yeah, yeah. totally. And like not having your mom 
mom here. Like, I, you know, my parents yeah. came over when my daughter was first born, which is great. But then they left after a month. And I was like, oh, my God, what do we do now? You know, you kind of just want your mom to pick oh, up the pieces a bit, you know, pick up the slack yes. a bit. So that was a really tough time. And then kind of from that point onwards, then the marriage kind of started declining as well. So I was kind of dealing with a failing marriage, a young child. Mm-hmm. And then I had gone back to work three days a week at this point. But then they... Um, made all the contractors redundant so then I was like okay that's it now this is the universe telling me it's time to because I hated the corporate grind like I absolutely hated the nine to five the going mm. in the office politics the sitting there the bitching the oh everything there's workplace bullying there's everything that goes on and it's very competitive in corporate as well so I was really looking for something more I was kind of I'd done it for 17 years at that point and I was like I just need something else I'm not nothing in my life has given me joy at the moment so yeah. then an opportunity came to start working for a marketing consultant so she'd set up her business and I had a side hustle at the time of a personal training business. So I was kind of doing that part time. And then I was starting a few hours for her. Then after about six weeks of me working for her, she said, oh, my really big client has actually offered me a job as marketing manager with her. And she goes, I'm going to, I'm going to either close down the business or like, do you want it? So like at that point, there was like three other clients, I think, in the business. So I basically, but I was able to take the whole business that she had created, all the systems, the processes, and then just basically rebrand it, reposition it. And then that's how I was able to launch Vivacity Marketing so quickly. So that was back in yeah, July 2017. So yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride because then since in the last four and a half years, there's been COVID. I lost all my clients. My husband oh, and yeah. I separated. He moved out. Then I was a single mother with no clients. And this has been a lot. <laughs> I could talk all day about what's happened, but you know, I just kept pushing ahead and here I am still smiling four and a half I, years into business. <laughs> I honestly say, and like I can relate to your story so much because obviously yeah, I have been a single mom. I am a single mom and you know, I often say nothing puts a fire up your ass to succeed quite like being a single mom because it's a swim you can either sit around and suck your thumb or you have to put on your big girl knickers and you know you want to support your children and you do have have a family here which I completely understand like my I mean my family are just like three four hour drive away but you know there's still three four hour drive away so Mm. you know you really need to fend for yourself and I think this comes a bit of a I don't know for me it was a pride thing like I was like I want to be able to support my kids I remember my mum would come to Perth and buy nappies and I'd be like don't you I can buy my own nappies like yes you know like you get really like protective and that mama bear kind of kicks in and I think that it can not that I'm going to recommend everybody becomes a single mum but it (laughs) can you can use that to your advantage advantage to you know really motivate yourself because you kind of want to set an example for your child you want to give the child all the best possible and there was no there was no backup plan like I had nothing you know I I was separated at that point my husband had moved out I had no income stream when all my clients like cancelled their marketing because it was that first lockdown we went into back in whatever was March April 2020 we went into the six-week lockdown really unsure you know COVID had just hit yeah it was awful and like so like literally my ex moved out and week later we went into lockdown and so I was homeschooling I was going (laughs) exactly for you homeschooling dealing with no clients but I just kept I I said right what would I tell a client I remember just you know I had a bit of crying on the floor and stuff like within a week when the final final client rang and said I'm cancelling my mark now I'm like okay fuck I'm I'm screwed now had a little cry drank a wine and then I was like right what would I tell a client to do who was struggling to find new clients so I was like well I would just keep doing what I'm doing I would keep showing up online I'd keep putting out my social media posts keep writing my blogs keep doing all the things I have been doing even when I had clients and then I started giving away free online uh, marketing consultations so I was doing Zoom calls with businesses who were struggling as well because I was like I've got all this free time
time, so I might as well give back in some yeah, way. Yeah, and I love that. You know, and I do believe that if you give back, it comes yeah. back to ten, tenfold because you know what happened then? So I was, anyway, giving away all these 30-minute free Zoom calls and then my lease was coming up for renewal and I was like, oh my God, like how am I going to pay my rent? I've got a little bit of income coming in now, but it's not enough to cover what my rent was at. So I wrote a letter to my landlord and I just said, look, I've been in this property for whatever it was, five years at the time. You know, I've been a really good tenant. I've always paid my rent on time. Is there any chance you can give me a bit of a rent reduction for, you know, it's just six month breeding space. I'll get back on track then. My business will be booming again. I just need six months. So then he literally halved my rent for the next six months. I love these stories because some people would do. Some people were absolute dicks, but my landlord was absolutely amazing. He came back, said, yeah, half my rent. And then the second six months, he only put it up another like 100 bucks. And then even then now that I'm back into the next year, the lease, he hasn't like put it up that much at all. So I love that. Do you know what I mean? I had a lot of people looking out for me, I think. So I was really looking at, even though I didn't have immediate family and stuff here, a lot of other good things happened, you know? So that kind of, I was like, okay, great. That's that sort of, you kind of compartmentalize, <laughs> I say that word, things. So I was like, right, that's the rent sorted. Right now I need to think about getting some clients on board. You know, so you just kind of, I was tackling one thing at a time, just getting it all, trying to get it all sorted. And that's kind of how I turned it around. And I just didn't think, I couldn't think too long term it made me too panicked because I was like having these reoccurring dreams of being homeless and yeah like you know your, your mind goes to the worst place so then I was like okay why am I think dreaming about being homeless all the time so now I actually support my <laughs> business uh, homeless charity I actually give uh, donations Aww. each month to that so you know I just kind of was listening to the, the signals and the signs that have been sent to me in the universe and yeah you just have to do what you got to do and then I turned things around and at the end of that year then funnily enough I got got an award so I was like oh cool oh, that's so was, amazing yeah so that and was you know, kind though, of, it's like mentality of using the time to give back and you know you're doing the free calls yeah and I, speak about this so much because it's like you know for me back then when COVID first hit I still owned my hair salon yeah. and I, I still remember that sick feeling like one day yes. going to work going oh this might be a thing we might need to talk about it then the next day being mm. like well guys I think maybe we might need a plan and then the next day being like holy fuck like <laughs> yeah it escalated okay. really quickly yeah everyone's crying and you know we didn't know what was going to happen we didn't know that we we're going to be okay we didn't know that the government was going to you know pump a bit of money yeah at all, all the small businesses you know we didn't know all that so but what happened for me which was so weird because it literally was overnight hey like click yeah totally overnight yeah yeah we, one of my things that's always been a big value of mine in any business is giving back and yeah. being a good human and for me supporting local communities always been a big thing because i'm a farm girl so i kind of have that sense of you know small town yeah responsibilities so we often over the years and I own that business for only 14 years we were always involved in the local community we were always if a client was sick or um, we would always gift vouchers freebies donate mm. run yeah. fundraisers I've dressed up as Disney characters I won't let you I'll let you guess which one um, you know <laughs> like it was a big thing for us and then all of a sudden I felt like I became the charity case and people yeah. were coming in and buying gift vouchers that they had no intention of using or buying products or yeah like and I would go home bawling my eyes out my staff were amazing oh my gosh they were so so good like you know we don't mind Elsa we'll just do what we need to do and I would just was crying every day overwhelmed with the kindness and yeah. 
but not everybody has that story, right? And I'm like, yeah. that is a reflection of what you put out. And Definitely. I don't think you should ever do that to get something in return. No. You know, no no decent person does that with that intention. But to see that come back, I was like, it was very humbling. It was, um, yeah, really. But like you say, you've approached that with, well, okay, I'm just going to give away as much as I can. And, and then in return, that came back. Yeah, well exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's, I mean, it was such a weird time because it was kind of, there was initial shock on everybody. Like what's just mm. happened? And are we going to die? We're in lockdown all this. But, but then it was, but then everyone actually really banded together. Like the small business community, like online, everyone was trying to support each other. And as yeah, I say, like beautiful. buying gift, just buying products, all that. I could see that all happening online. I was like, I kind of gave you hope then going, okay, look, we're all in this together. And then, you know, it was the, then announcements came out about whatever the job keeper, whatever it was, job seeker packages. So then you were like, okay, thank God there's a bit of money coming in, you know? So then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I can breathe again, you know? So, and you knew you had that at least for Christmas or however long it went on for. So then there was constantly little things of little rays of hope along the way. I was like, okay, we've got this coming now, you know? So I think that's absolutely. how you can get through those times, you know? Yep, yeah. absolutely. And as well, you know, at the same time you were going through a marriage breakup, which at the same yes. time, so was I. And it's actually yeah. quite that's a fun Yeah, many people I've spoken to who their marriage breakdowns all kind of started. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was the thought of being locked in a house with someone. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. I'm out of here. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Horrible. But yeah, and it is interesting how, you know, you had to show up more than ever before in your business. You had to put a face on and act like, you know, everything was all good. But actually, not only were you losing, you lost all your clients. Your marriage is breaking down, so you're dying inside on a day to day. bed. Like yeah. I was like, sweet, I'm just going to day drink all the time, but that never happened. No. And instead, you have to put on this brave face. And yeah, it, it's that's yeah, a lot. And not every, yeah, yeah. And, and it's good to share those stories because you just put one foot in front of the other, and you did, and you kept moving forward, and you got through it. You know, the COVID and the marriage breakdown, which is enormous. Yeah. And I think though as well. You know, women are very resilient. So when you're put in that situation, like it's, you know, it's sink or swim. So you just had to. So I kind of went into this fight or flight mode for like the next probably a year. But then it yeah. all caught up on me eventually. It catches up on me eventually. So it did like yeah. last Christmas just gone by. It kind of all caught up on me then. I was like, I actually need to speak to somebody now. I need to get some help because I've just been so busy making sure everybody's okay, building the business up again, making sure my daughter's okay, you know, managing the relationship with my ex. And I was like, you know what? I've actually forgotten about myself. So I need yeah. to then just go, you know what? It's time to just you know, look after me, my health, my mental health and all of that because it does catch up on you, you know, eventually. Absolutely. And I do think it's important, you know, it is just, I know for me last year also, as it's no secret, I had a really, really tricky year or the hardest yeah. year of yeah. all time. And for me, it was just bite-sized tasks. And I yeah. worked with Angela Henderson, I had as my business mentor last yeah. year. And she just was like, Elsa, it's what can you handle right now? Like, you know, and it's yeah. not an issue of procrastination or any of that. At the moment, you literally have things happening outside of the, your control mm. so what is your bandwidth and what can what can you do right now so it was just moving forward even if it was baby steps yeah exactly and that was enormous because when you yeah. come out the other side and you're ready to start slaying it at life you know yes. you're so grateful that you did keep you moving did it was exactly. just the amount yeah so I love that I started working with um I worked with an energy healer originally and then she kind of brought up a whole lot of stuff 
from like past life. I don't know if you believe in all that, but like past life stuff that had happened to me. So I was like, I need to, di- I actually need to go and talk to somebody about all this stuff that she's conjured up then. And then I started working with Holly Loxton, who's been amazing. Yes, so I'm that's sounding who's... very sea, Holly. Yeah, I'm sending a few people her way. I'm like, I know, yeah, that's I'm more fun to people. She's <laughs> been busy, thanks to you. Stop, yeah, exactly. I can't get you. But she's been amazing, you know, even just the last three, four months or whatever, I've been working with her, like just the shifts. And even somebody, I went to an event recently. I, I, the event I went to with you, actually, when we hobbled yes. in with her broken legs. And um, <laughs> someone said to me, God, you're just showing up so differently online. She said, there's just this new energy about you and your videos you're doing and everything. You can just really tell that something has shifted. And I was like, oh my God, that's great. The inner work is showing externally, you know what I mean? Because you don't really realize it yourself. But then people are, when people start to notice, that's a really cool thing, you know? Yeah, and that's so true. And to go to, this is a really good segue into the your marketing experience yeah. but it is funny how when you shift your energy it does people do notice online do. and I yeah. can even tell when I was kind of faking it I'm like I can yeah. tell I'm faking it I feel like that is so transparent that my audience is going to tell that I'm faking it yeah and the amount of times you have an energetic shift and you and you know what sometimes you do have to fucking fake it that's all you can do yeah. and that's okay that's fine it's better than doing nothing but when you have an energetic shift and you start to feel you know better within yourself or you've done some healing people I can't get over how people message me going your whole energy has shifted yeah they notice it yeah, yeah and you're like oh my god it, it's crazy and yeah. that's why it's so important with I guess how you approach your marketing with the yeah. right mindset and intentions so yeah Let's go there since you are the marketing guru. And I kind of love how you said you worked for big corporate brands and then now you've moved into the more small business Mm. space because one of the things I find is with marketing, particularly digital marketing, you know, it's grown so massively and it's so hard sometimes to find information that is relevant to small businesses. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts and do a lot of research and I'm like, yeah, but these people are talking about massive brands that have millions of dollars. People we work with don't have those budgets. No, exactly. Yeah. But you can still be very clever with a small budget if you have a marketing strategy and plan in place, you know? Yes. So that's that's the difference. Yeah. So for our women in business, let's yes. talk about some marketing strategies. Strategies. Where are my words today? <laughs> like I think and we spoke before this and you were just telling me how hammered you got all weekend. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I just had a pretty sober weekend, but here I am today just cluttering all over my words. <laughs> I've said I'm not editing out all this stuff because it's funny. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about our favorite marketing strategies or I guess the best, your maybe your top three that you like to bring in new clients. Yeah. So look, basically I always tell my clients and I always start with, if you need a marketing strategy and a plan first before you head into any tactics, you know, or activities. So it's really important to the marketing strategy piece up front first, because that gets you really clear on who you're talking to, you know, who your ideal client is what your point of difference is, what your core message is, you know, how you're going to communicate what it is that you do and how you're going to really stand out in your industry as the go-to person and the, you know, the only option for people to choose. So then once you've kind of done all that bit and done a bit of competitor analysis, then you can plan out your marketing kind of channels that you're going to use to reach those ideal clients. So for me, the top three that have helped me drive my business over the last four and a half years have been, the number one is business networking. The second mm-hmm. one is um, SEO. So I've focused on my SEO strategy since day one. And then also content marketing and social media, which I kind of, I wrap the two of them into one because kind of content fuels, you know, your social media. Yes. But like with the business networking, I'll start with that one first. So I 
just like when I started my business, obviously I was still married then. So I had an in-house babysitter. So I used to just go to everything. So I would just go along to all these different networking events like LinkedIn Local, District 32, Fusion, you name it. I was there and people used to start slagging me saying, oh my God, you're at everything. You go to the opening of an envelope, you know, but I'd be like, I'm just trying to find, you know, which groups suit me because you got to get a feel for the groups. And I was going to like local business associations. Yeah, I see you and everything. Yeah. And the thing is, well, I always took photos of everything I was at because it gave me social media content so people could tell yeah, these, these events I was going to. And then people would be messaging yeah, me like, oh. Like a mover and a shaker, you know? I know, but, you know, I was just like faking it. <laughs> I made it. That was like my yeah, first year in business. But no, like, so like, you know, through that getting out consistently networking, then I was meeting lots of people. So everybody needs help in marketing. So, you know, it's pretty easy to want to introduce myself to then start chatting to people and getting introductions to people. But, you know, I always went into the networking events going, okay, cool. How, who can I connect with who? Like, I'm a really good connector. So I'd be like, who can I connect in this room? Like, I would just listen out for cues of people saying, oh, I need, you know, whatever. And I'd be like, oh, you need to talk to such and such over there. So because I was going to all these events, I was getting to know everybody. and I kind of was getting really good at connecting. So then that whole, like, because I was connecting people, then I started getting, you know, referrals sent back to me as well, because people, you know, remember you when you kind of connect them and refer yes. them to people and that. Yes. And so pay the favor. Yeah, big time. So then yeah. I remember when, when my marriage started kind of declining before COVID and all that, I stopped networking. Like I literally couldn't face it because I was in such a mm. bad headspace the marriage break was dissolving I literally could not network and that was that was a real sign for me that oh my god something's wrong because I'm so social I love chatting to people and I just couldn't face it because you know everyone always asks how are you going and I was scared to like burst out crying or something you know I was just at the moment I'm like I don't want to leave the house because I don't have to talk about my you know my divorce or the situation yeah exactly and you're you're so volatile you're like I don't know I'm gonna cry or I'm gonna laugh or what I'm gonna do so I just stopped going. But you know what? When I stopped going, my business started declining then. So I just oh. was like, oh, God, my business is really reliant on me being out and about meeting people because that's what I'm really good at. So that was so then once I kind of ramped that up again, that, that was fine. So but now I've kind of just picked two groups that I go to regularly. I think you can kind of yes. spread, your, spread yourself too thin. So I've just got two groups that I would go to I regularly now. you're going to find what groups work for you because not all yeah, exactly. the groups do work for you. And that's no. a conversation I have with people about yeah. networking is that, yeah, you've got to find your tribe, for lack of yeah. a better word. Um, uh, and not every group is going to be the best. So, yeah, no. when you find what works. Yeah, exactly. Then, like, So yes. I've been a, a Fusion member for, you know, five years now, even before I had the marketing business. So that's a great group. If you are looking for a group to join in Perth. So then the second one is SEO. So search engine optimization. That's I good. love SEO. Massive. Oh, my God. It's my favorite thing ever. Um, <laughs> such a geek. I um, but, because, you know, I've, I've invested in. SEO on my own business, got my digital team to do my personal SEO, you know, since I launched the business four and a half years ago. And now like 50% of my leads that would come in in a, in a month um, would be from Google. They've just never heard of me before. They find me in Google. They see my Google reviews. And actually half the time, they don't even click through to my website because I've got about 70 Google reviews now. So they'll just scan the first few of those. Oh, and really? Say, That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm quite... Um, you know, I stay on people's backs until they give me a Google review. <laughs> and, well, the, and, that's, and you have to. And I say that to people. I'm like, you've got to ask. And people don't not review because they're being an asshole. No, they're just people busy. Don't, they're busy, yeah. So exactly. it's okay to continually ask. And for anyone that's going, what the hell is SEO? Yeah. SEO is when someone types in marketing company Perth, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vanessa wants her business to pop up on the first page at the very top. So SEO yeah. is doing things to your website or online or with Google that is going yeah. to ensure that you pop up top of 
the search engines. Exactly. And this is a big one for small businesses because there are and there's a lot of ways and things you can do that don't have to be overly expensive. There's a lot of not legitimate companies out there doing yes. SEO. We all get those spam emails. We all get those spam phone calls going, I can yeah. do SEO and we have to pay us all these thousands of dollars a month. And no one actually understands what the fuck they're doing. What it is, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm paying all this money and I have no fucking idea what SEO, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, so finding they know they need to have it, but they don't know what it is. <laughs> Correct. And so to yeah. find a, a company or a brand that you can trust yeah. uh, to do the SEO like yourself, Vanessa, and do it properly, yeah, it's it's rare. So you the thing with it. the thing with SEO is like people have to realize it's a long term game. Do you know what I mean? I've been working in mine for four and a half years. You don't just do it for six months and then go, that's it, I've done I'm done I've done with my SEO. Like it's something that you need to work on every day or every month, you know, because yeah. You've got to keep putting up. So what I see a lot of businesses where I see them go wrong with SEO is they launch their website and they have their metadata and their keywords and all in place for those pages that are on the website. But then they start adding blogs and more pages and more sections and then they forget they need to optimize those sections on the website as well. Mm. So you got to kind of pick a keyword for each page in your website that you want it to rank for. So that's where why blogs are great because they fuel a lot of SEO. So like Love my most, <laughs> oh my God, my most popular blog I wrote four years ago and it's seven common marketing problems and solutions. And that is, that drives so much traffic through to my website each month. And I wrote that four years ago. So do you know what I mean? Like the efforts that you put in like years ago will still stand to you. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I've got something like 120 blogs or pages on my website now, I think. So, you know, there's a lot of chances and opportunities for me to rank on Google based on the blogs I'm writing. So as well as all your service pages and all everything else that you've got on your website, blogs give you an extra opportunity to rank. I think that's what you need to think about when you're writing blogs as well. 100%. Yeah. Mm. I'm a huge fan of the blogs. I preach that. Everyone that works with me knows I'm a huge advocate because it's something that you can do yourself or yeah. outsource. It's not a huge task and it is a really great way to build your authority or credibility on a certain topic. Yeah. And yeah, I, I had the same experience when I owned my hair salon. I was yeah. blogging years ago when it was a cool thing to do. Not, you know, for my business, but everyone was doing it because it was cool. I was doing it for my business. Now you kind of almost only blog for your business. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I... For years, I popped up in the search engines because of blog articles I'd written yeah. that were just faring really well with Google. There wouldn't be and, a lot of hairdressers blogging, I'd say, either. <laughs> no, and so much easier than, you know, we spend so much time on social media, which we're going about, that's the next topic that's we're going to get into. Yeah. Um, we spend a lot of time on social media, whereas I find the effort versus reward for mm. SEO and on like Google, it's you get you get a lot more out of it for the time you invest in it. Definitely, because as well on Google, like somebody's really far down their buying journey. They're ready to buy. They're going to yeah. Google looking for solutions so they're ready to converse but like on social media they're like browsing they're looking at their friends and family their favorite businesses like oh that looks nice Do you mean they're not necessarily on there to look for a solution so yep. they're kind of further up the, the buying journey uh i think on social media excellent and let's talk about social media yeah. okay so yeah so the third one was kind of i said content marketing slash social media so i have been on linkedin for a lot many many years and linkedin mm. if you're a professional services business or any type of business is a really daunting place for a lot of people but i've got a lot of business through linkedin because um you don't have as many people on the platform like you do on you know say a facebook or an instagram so you actually get really good organic reach on linkedin and you only like i get away posting once or twice a week on there so from the very beginning i had a strict rule for myself that I had to post at least one video a week. So be it on Instagram, be it on Facebook, or be it on LinkedIn. So I just stuck to that consistently. Probably not as consistent now, but you know, let's say for the first four years in business, every week I would post a marketing tip via video. Mm. And I, you know, I planned those videos and like they're really shit in the beginning. I was really nervous showing up on LinkedIn <laughs> because I was like, everyone's so judgy on LinkedIn. I'm like kind of scared to be on LinkedIn because you kind of have to know your stuff over there. Whereas 
Instagram and Facebook, it's a bit more of lackadaisy. But um, I was really like nervous about posting on LinkedIn at first. And, uh, you know, now I've been doing it for so long. But, you know, people would, would say to me, hey, I've been watching your videos on LinkedIn for the last six months. And now I'm ready to work with you. You seem to really know what you're talking about. And you've given away a lot of great value. And then other people would challenge me saying, oh, my God, you're giving away everything for free. Like, why would people even need to work with you? You know, so there's that yeah. kind of lack mentality that people have I'm like I'm just giving little you know snippets imagine what they're going to get if they actually come you know work yes, with me yeah. as a paying client you know so yeah having that consistency with your with your content so obviously I was doing videos every week so that's why I move like I've had to obviously move a lot of my content now to reels because I used to do a lot of IGTV videos so mm-hmm. now I've switched across to reels I find reels very time consuming but anyway because <laughs> um, you have to entertain you know I'm not I don't have to show up and give it to your dance moves before you <laughs> exactly do you know what? you got to entertain whereas that before I was like here's your marketing tip and now I'm actually yes. going to be fun funny and engaging yeah exactly so um and i you know i think to your point a lot of time and effort has to go into content creation nowadays because all the social media platforms are so driven by video but it's a great way to show your personality so you know what you're actually you're going to convert easier now that the fact that everything has moved so much to video focused and you're going to actually convert a lot easier because people can show you see your personality and go she looks like fun i'm going to reach out to her or whatever But what I do say to people is do not put all your eggs in the Instagram basket. Mm. So I see this, I, I laugh and there's little Instagram outages, you know, and everyone's freaking out online and, you know, they're like, oh my God, Instagram's down. I'm like, why would that worry you if that's just a <laughs> tiny part of your, you know, your business? Yeah, so I'm like, part of the pie. Exactly. I'm like, I'm just going to go back over here to LinkedIn and hang out here until they sort out Instagram. You know what I mean? You never get outages in LinkedIn. Exactly. So, uh, you know, people, I think they're liking Instagram because it's visual, it's it's beautiful. You know, there's a lot of training out there for Instagram. So everyone kind of does that and has a website and and they think that's enough. Yes. And I think that's a very scary place to be in business. You need to, I would suggest you use four or five different marketing channels. Oh, 100%. Yep. For that very reason, if something like your email list, I haven't even spoken about that, but you know, your email list is what you want to start building when you're growing, you know, you're starting out in business because mm. that's, that's gold. People have subscribed to be there. They want to hear from you. So, you know, build that, use that. So there's so many different avenues you can use. But um, yes, yeah, so kind of under social media and content will be the blogging, what I've done regularly, the videos, uh, you know, the static social media posts, showing up in stories. I used to have a YouTube show, The Marketing Hot Seat, before COVID. So I was kind of getting my YouTube show cranking where I'd actually go to different business owners and interview them. And that was really good as well to get exposure out and about to their audiences. But then Maybe. COVID hit and I kind of uh, stopped that show yeah. for now. But, <laughs> Yeah, but so they're the, they're the main kind of channels that have worked for me. And they've consistently worked for me for four and a half years. Like It's not as if they've chopped and changed. Like I've put yes. so much consistent effort in. So I've got consistent return out from those channels. I love that. And I, because I am a huge believer in everything you just said, you can't just have one thing. You need to have yeah. multiple. I, I believe there's, it's like a puzzle and there's multiple pieces of the puzzle that you Absolutely. need. And that yeah. might be, it doesn't mean you have to be across all social media channels, but no, LinkedIn, I'm glad you mentioned LinkedIn because I think it's highly, and I'm, I highly underuse LinkedIn. Yes. So, and it's underrated by business owners. It's, it is such a great platform. I do think we could all benefit from putting a bit more effort into it as, you know, if you're running a business, owning a business. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I do agree with, you know, you need the email marketing, you need a good online strategy, you need a good social media strategy. Mm. It's the all pieces of the puzzle and there is not just one thing that's going to work for you. You have no. to be willing to do all the things. So thank you so much for sharing those tips. I no feel problems. like we've had a really good, hilarious laugh that yeah. probably, I'm sure everyone will think 
think that we're as funny as we thought each other was. I promise I do know Vanessa and support her business. <laughs> and, you know, but then as well, we've got some really amazing marketing tips. But I mean, we could go for days. So Vanessa, I know, I know. I'm going to pop in the show notes links to your website and your LinkedIn. And I'm going to pop links to Holly Luxton, which we mentioned through the yes. episode as well. But how can businesses work with you? Yes, the best thing to do is head on to our website. So it's Vivacity Marketing, V-I-V-A-C-I-T-Y marketing.com.au. And on there, you can see all my services. I do have an online course called Marketing School. So if you want to learn how to do your own marketing, that's a really good one if you're just starting out in business. And then also on my homepage, you'll see there's a download to the Ultimate Guide um, to Small Business Marketing eBooks. That's a great place to start as well. I love it. And do you teach people dance moves for reels? Yes or no? I do when my hamstring's not injured. (laughs) (laughs) That's a story for another day. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thanks, Elsa. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.